back. We are scared to do see the horror podcast that is serious about series. And my name is Isela Martinez. And I'm Callum McNabb. And this is an special episode. One we... of two. Yes. Well, two. We're going to be doing two special episodes. Oh. Oh, okay. Wait, I saw four. No, we're doing two films in this episode. Oh, oh, there you go. I just find it out. But yeah, the, <laughs> the different thing about this is like, it's no focus about horror that we're normally, we are a podcast about horror movies, series. If this is the first time you're listening to us, welcome. But yeah, we focus on horror films because we love horror films. But this time uh, we went to the Glasgow Film Festival to check it out for a few good films so far mm-hmm. um, and we are gonna give you our thoughts yeah so it's as Giselle says it's, it is the Glasgow Film Festival um, obviously living and working around uh, Glasgow every year we, we sort of go and see some stuff and usually it's a chance to see some weirder more non-conventional stuff and you're saying every year I think this is the third time we're well I've, I used to do it like since about 18, 19, I would go. Well, uh, but you've been here three years, and this yeah, is the third year you've done it. This is my third year in Glasgow, and yeah. it's the third time doing this. Yes. So um, we thought, well, we should do a bonus episode. So obviously, we're in the middle of our Wreck mini series. We're taking two weeks off of that. Uh, we will get to Wreck 4 Apocalypse after the Glasgow Film Festival is finished. Yeah. Um, I would also like to apologize for our Wreck 3 genesis episode which had some serious sound issues so just a huge portion of that was just cut out of the middle apparently i was touching the mic or moving it so he's blaming me I, i'm not blaming you but yes, it's just you, you were sitting on the sofa with the mic on your like or sitting on a cushion <laughs> on your belly and the mic in the thing there was a lot of scratching and moving wait on a table what belly are you talking about i don't have a belly everybody has a belly no like i a have stomach. that Okay, on your abs. No, Either know. way. I, I actually have a really round band. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to Rec 4. Apologies for the Rec 3 episode. But today we are doing two films that we've seen at the Glasgow Film Festival. There's only So we've got four films, as I said. Two today and two next week. Yeah. Out of those four, there's only one that doesn't really fit our norm. Well, none of them are franchises, which yeah. is what we cover on this podcast. Or full horror. But... I think you could squeeze three of them into at least being horror yeah, films. Or, or having horror, horror elements. elements. One of them, absolutely not. No chance. It is a comedy. Yeah. Um, but it's Scottish, so we're going to talk about it as well. Give what you got a promotion to that. So, the films that we're going to cover are Vivarium mm-hmm. and Our Ladies. That's today. Yes. So... How do you want to do it? Do you think we should do... We should probably not do that many spoilers because these films aren't out yet. Yeah. Um, on, on wide release, as far as I'm aware, anywhere. So we're going to tell you more about our experience watching the movie and the vibe we got from the people watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like a little bit into what can you expect, yeah. expect from it. So let's do the first one. Which was... Bavarium. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Yonder, a wonderful development. It has all you'd need and all you'd want. Number nine. Number nine is not a starter home. This house is forever. Leave for a boy. Do you have children? No. It's not exactly what we're looking for. That guy was so strange. Yeah. Wait. No, no, I don't think this is the right way. Yeah, this is the way we came in. Number nine again. Did we just do some kind of loop? How if we just... Want me to drive? Such a jerk. Because I think this is not possible. We can't make turns like this over and over. We have gone this way, Tom. Oh, my God. Bavarium, right. Let me get you the exact IMDb plot. So, Bavarium, it says is about a young couple looking for the perfect home and they find themselves trapped in a mysterious labyrinth-like neighbourhood of identical houses. So... That sounds horror to me. Y- yeah, 
Yeah. It's not though. <laughs> we decide to go and see this movie first. I think you spotted on the festival and then you and showed I watched me the trailer, yeah. you showed me the trailer and I was like, wow. It looks weird. So watch the trailer. Yes. It looks weird. This kind of movie is one of the things that has that I love about music video that I always tell you I love about music music video. It has a palette of colors. Oh boy, yes. Yeah, so I I'm a big fan of color videos. Like when you say like, what are you talking? You say like, look at Cardi B. I like it like that. Look at Taylor Swift videos. Like it, it like it has a palette, and I love bright colors. Or like if you're gonna do just pastel, do pastel. This movie has this thing. This what color would you associate with Vivarium? Green. Green, absolutely. Totally. <laughs> it's kind of like a mint. At first, yeah, I think definitely it's mint or um. As as the director, the director was there and he described a school's hospital green. You, yeah, he like said that green is sort of like, as you say, in schools and hospitals, it's just a colour that appears. It's supposed to be, as far as I'm aware, the reason they paint it in schools is because it's meant to be calming. Yeah. Um, and But then in hospitals, it's supposed to, I don't know if it's represent cleanliness or whatever. But over time, it can also be associated with, well, obviously, first of all, nature, grass, trees, that's all yeah. green. But as well as that, you would think toxic waste is green. Well, because of the tone of it, I will associate associate it with something old. Maybe, but like, like green can represent anything from clean to dirty or or yeah. poisonous. Like it's got this whole spectrum, and that basically comes into play with with Bavaria. Yeah. So we got to the venue, Glasgow Film Festival. Yes, Glasgow Film Theatre. Sorry. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the film festival, but it was at the Glasgow Film. So Theater. before the movie, there was a schedule, a red carpet with a director and the actress. Yeah, Imogen Poots. So the director is Lorcan Finnegan. Yeah. And uh, Irish, because he was talking, and then I said to Callum, "He's Irish, right?" And I was like, and he was like, "Yes." I was like, "Yes, I'm getting good, getting accents." <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it stars Imogen Poots and Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg was not there. Imogen Poots was. Um, if you may recognise her from things like Twenty Eight Days, Twenty Eight Weeks Later, sorry, Green Room, Filth, the most recent Black Christmas. She does a lot of like genre stuff. So, so she was there. She was there. We had the opportunity to go and see the red carpet, take some photos or something, but it was snowing and it was really cold. So I don't know if it's snowing, but yeah, it's freezing. It was, it was snowing earlier on, and I was like, I'm not going out. It's so cold. Yeah, we just went inside and had a drink. Yes. So, yeah, we missed the part, but uh, it was so loud. No, I don't think it was sold I out. I think it was sold no, out. No, I think Our Ladies was sold out. In fact, I know Our Ladies was sold out. Vivarium, I don't well, think, was sold out. Well, it was packed. It was It was relatively full, It yeah. was relatively... Okay, let's say that. Um, I, I don't know. I was watching the movie and I enjoyed it. Right, well... I can say I enjoyed it. Okay, before... Because we're not going to do our normal, like, favourite death and stuff like that because yeah, it doesn't it really doesn't fit apply, into that. Yeah. But can you give it a rating out of 10? Yes. Wait, can I? Uh, yes, I can, yes. I will give it a solid eight. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, I would go seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my first solid one. I, I kind of feel 7.5, but, but I know you're going to do the piss out of me. So, wait, I know. So, we are not doing spoilers, right? It's not that I don't want to do spoilers. I don't want to do a lot of spoilers because, okay, I can, we can do a bit. That so we can let people on, know, by the way, there are going to be spoilers, but I don't want to do it so that the whole episode, because nobody's going to listen to the episode if it's just all spoilers for a movie yeah. that isn't out So we're going to give you the, the, the idea. So the idea is, like, is this young couple yeah. that they're looking for a place to live together. Yeah. yeah. So they come across to these weird, like, really clean, basic place where they have models of houses. And state agent. Yeah. But it's really like mm-hmm. square, clean. Mm-hmm. Like again, the palette of colors: gray, white, green, and green. Oh, in the estate agent, yeah. Is, yeah. So, and then they meet Martin, who Martin. is who is the estate agent. Like he is I, so weird. He's very weird. He's a weird guy, and um, that's already creepy. It's creepy. Like the, like he 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 stands too straight. He walks almost in like just like you know. 
uh, right angles. It like looks, he's, he's never he, going to walk diagonal. He's just constant. Like he looks like a robot. Essentially. It, it, yeah, like his neck doesn't move. Yeah. And he says things like really weird and laugh at parts that are no funny. Yes. It's it, yeah. It's on. Un- so it, the, the the movie starts with this sort of like comedy where it's just like this is weird. Yeah. Uh, and weird. he recommends they should come out, follow him out to a new estate that they're building called Yonder, where uh, something, I can't remember the tagline, but it's like, you'll experience your life forever. Or whatever. Oh, like a perfect life forever. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. And they're, they're, we're going to show you new houses, right? And we're going to show you house number nine. Boom. And he takes them into the house and he shows them around. And it looks like the house is nothing weird. It's just new and basic. It's 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 suburban, a gentrified suburban the idea that like everybody's house is the same, everybody's got a room that's this size, a bedroom that's this size. It's it's like you would say it's nice. It's nice, but it's so plain. Like I will live there, but obviously I would modify it. Uh huh. But, but it's the, nice. It's like uh, two floors. But I think that's the first thing that the film is saying is that this is kind of dull. This isn't life. Like this yeah, is kind of it's it lifeless. Like... It's like it's like built for, I don't know. It's just, it's just built for, like, necessity, but there's no actual craft put into it. Yeah. Like, in things... Like, for example, when you first came to Scotland... Yeah. You said, where my parents stay up in, in, in the suburban area of Glasgow, and you were just like, what? all the houses look the same. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't walk home from a night out and find my way here. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Of course, our house is right that one. Yeah, and you're like, I only remember it because, because of the red, the red door. door. Yeah. But the rest, the houses look the same. And then I go to Obregon, and... It, the houses are different shapes. They're different sizes. Different colors. They've got driveways. They're completely different colors. Yeah. That doesn't happen here. Like everything, trees, everything is built flowers. to mimic. You know, it's just necessity. Yeah. There's no like nobody's like ah we actually don't want that house because we need a bigger kitchen or whatever. Everyone's got a kitchen the same size. Everyone's yeah. got this the same, and that's this place. Yeah, and also the atmosphere where the place is, you start seeing like fake clouds the sky i don't think you notice that yet because first of all no do you do when you enter because you see the curve mm-hmm. and then you see the clouds and they're like all right okay yeah. like do you notice they are in another dimension probably I yeah it's like it's that. like it's too perfect i think we've said that before about yes. certain performances in film like martin's like that where martin is too perfect like the way he holds himself mm-hmm. and the way he talks to the point where it becomes unreal yeah where you're like that's not how people act and this is the same where the houses are too and then all of a sudden he takes them out to show them the back garden and he goes away he just disappears and they're trapped and that's it they're trapped because then they get in their car to drive out and they can't get out of yonder like it's an endless repeating or what feels like an endless repeating cycle of more houses more and they always end back up at number nine yes and the way that they shoot this is from above I know. Oh, as the car's like driving through all the sort of mazy streets and yeah. all the houses look the same and all the streets look the same and all the roads look the same but the camera's spinning as the car's turning in different and you lose your sense of direction immediately. Yes. Like immediately you lose the sense of where they're supposed to go. And then one of them even climbs a house to see like, okay, mm-hmm. let's see where's the end of this mm-hmm. and it's just to see more houses and houses after houses. Yeah. It's just so, endless. Yeah, it's endless. Now this is where the, this is where the sci-fi comes into it because obviously that is impossible, mm-hmm. that cannot happen, and yet it is what happens. They're yeah. now essentially trapped, and then they um, they do you know all the standard things people would do to try and get out. They set the house on fire to create a smoke signal. They climb over. They just follow the sun, just going over everyone's back garden. Yeah, go and go in a straight line. If we do that all day, we must end up somewhere. And where do they end up? They end up back at house number nine. That's yeah, they try house. everything. Exactly, basically. you cannot escape. And yes, if I think in some point of the movies, I I I actually was like, what what I would do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Like I start getting into the mood, like, okay, have they tried this? No, they already tried. What about this and that and that? But this and that, and then just start panicking. I start kind of a little bit panicking, like what it's I would do. It's quite anxiety inducing. Yes, the idea yes. of being trapped. But that, as I say, that's where the idea of like. Like, this is what, this is what, like, so when the film ended, you turned to me and the first thing you just went like, so what was that? Was that Aliens? And I was like, it, it doesn't matter who or what designed this. That's not the point of the movie. The point doesn't care about who designed it yeah. or how it exists. The point is what happens when you are trapped in this. And essentially, I think the movie is saying two things. One, that suburban life that we all strive for, these glistening perfect houses mm-hmm. or Starbucks coffees or whatever, 
is so soulless and lifeless that it's it's not a life. It's it's a prison essentially. Yeah. That's bleak and cynical and whatever, but I think that's kind of what the movie's doing. And second of all, the movie is gender roles because yeah. they get given a baby. Yeah, already and like a boy. They get given a boy in a box, and when I say they get given it, it just means it pops up in the middle of the street. <laughs> they you never see anyone else for the rest of the movie. You see Imogen Poots, Jesse Eisenberg, and this new member of the family, this boy. So it begins as a baby, and it just says, raise the child and you will be released. And so they have to raise the child. It's in the child, oh my god, it's so creepy! And the, the child grows at an accelerated rate, so the next we see is three months later, and he's about seven. Yeah. And as you say, it's creepy. He mimics them to a point which is, like, it's, it's, it's unnatural. His voice is unnatural. The director at the end said that the voice is overdubbed yeah. by the actor that played Martin, Jonathan Harris. He, so the wee boy's voice, you never hear the wee boy's voice. It's always an adult's voice coming out of the wee boy's mouth. Mm. It just adds this area of like horror to it. Yeah, It is definitely a creepy child movie. It is. It is. And they hate this kid. Yes. At first, at least. Well, yes, because with the time, I think... Um... The woman, what's mm-hmm. her name? I'm sorry, I forgot my name. Imogen Poots. Oh, you mean the it, actual it, character's it, name? Gemma. I think it's, it's Gemma, Gemma, yes, and Tom is Jesse Eisenberg. So, Gemma, in some point, starts kind of liking the kid, or kind of protecting... She begins like, to act like a mother. Yes. She keeps saying, I'm not your mother. She's aware of it, but she acts like a mother. Yeah, she knows that she needs to fit him, mm-hmm. needs to, like, teach him things, mm-hmm. or take him for a walk, like, do things mm-hmm. with the kid. Like, I think she just start accepting that mm-hmm. that's, that's what their she existence needs to do. at the moment. Yeah, so it's like, well, go with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tom is digging a hole in the garden. Yeah, like because it must lead to are, somewhere. Yeah, like we are getting out of here. And he begins to sort of abandon the family, but like work takes over his life, mm-hmm. and that's where you get the gender role things. The the guy, the man is doing manual labor. Yeah, and that is taking time away from this family nuclear family unit. Leaving the mum to cook, clean, you know, take care of the boy, put the boy to sleep, etc. And that drives a wedge between them. Mm-hmm. That is essentially the film. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're really not going to review the I don't the really want to get into spoilers as to what exactly happens. But that's the two things that it's... Like, for example, the food they eat, they say has no taste. It has no taste. There is no smell. But they There's eat no wind. because if, if they don't, they die. Yes, there's no wind. They yeah. talk about, remember the wind? There's no smell. They go into their car... <laughs> And she says, there's a car. There's a like, smell. There's a, there's a smell here from when we drove outside. It still exists. Yeah. Sometimes I just come and sit here and remember it. I, I look at you when they say, like, oh, do you remember the wind? I used to hate it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I look at you because we live in Glasgow. Oh, boy. And oh, my God, it's a windy city. <laughs> it's a windy city. And yeah, fuck you, Chicago. I, exactly. <laughs> I just look at Callum and I was like, uh, I will never say that. But I, I, I want to be in that situation and see if I miss the win. Yeah. But no, I hate the win here. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, at the end of the movie... You get a little bit David Lynching at the end. Like, you get a little bit of extra dimension-y stuff. Like, it gets weird. It gets really weird. The, to the point that the movie finished and I look at you... And you said aliens. That was the first thing you said And to I was me. like, aliens! And I was like, that's not the point. The point doesn't care about but who I, done it. But I had so many thoughts in my head because mm-hmm. I was like, what's the point? I, I was like, I'm what's the point? the point? Hold on. Okay. I was like, what's the point? Give me an answer of this. It's not going to give you an answer. Let me tell you. Oh, sorry. So, what's the point? Give me an answer. And then my brain was like, I need an answer because yeah. movies normally need to give you an answer. Mm-hmm. And then the third time I was like, aliens. Like the guy from Discovery Channel, like that was my face. Oh yeah, just aliens. aliens. Yeah, with the weird hair. Yeah. Yeah, but which is why I think mainstream audiences will not like this film. I hope I hope they give it a chance. So do I. Because it's really good and there's a lot of things and aspects from the movie that you can talk about talk about and you can have your own interpretation of them so i would recommend it to go and see it even if you just like disney stuff and rom-coms go and see it give yourself the chance to see something different well we're always pushing that like people should step outside of their comfort zone yeah with movies because there are so like like what we said with them when john ho said about subtitles this is the same idea 
people, and I've said this to you before, people love plot. People yeah. love plot. They hate theme and ideas. I'm talking about general audiences. People love plot where they will say, well, nothing much happened. They get stuck in this place and then they just uh, just cycled on down. And and then what? The end, which I'm not going to reveal. But you, I'm like, ah, yeah, but what does that say about, what does that say about gender roles? For example, like, why do they, why do they, with no one else there, mm-hmm. with no one else to tell them what to do, they don't need money, they're getting given food, okay, it's no taste or whatever, but they're getting sustenance, mm-hmm. right? They can't get out, they are trapped. Why do they fit into, why do they immediately divulge into these, he's going to do the manual labour all day, and she's, she's going to be a mum, she's going to yeah. wash, cook, clean, why is that the case? Is that nature? Is that nurture? Is that just... That's are, what the, the aliens want the to The thing learn. that we have in our Western brains that is just... Like, to me, the movie's saying that that's ludicrous and ridiculous. The idea that we expect men to do this and women to do this, that's a stupid thing. Yes, because right? Callum washed the dishes. I do wash the dishes. Of course <laughs> I do. And he's Ella Cooks and I wash. <laughs> I cook. Um, and as, as another thing as well about the idea of suburbia, that we're all chasing this. We want this house... Yeah. We want this lifestyle. But everybody wants it. It's all the same. It's yeah. marketed to you as this is what you want. But that's not it's it's not one size fits all. Yeah. Like not everyone's gonna want the same shit. And yet that's what suburbia gives you. Yeah. So that's Vivarium. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Did we explain it well? I hope so. If you want to go and see it, I'd recommend you go and see it. Uh there's not a favourite death or anything. The one thing that we did like was after the fact when there was a little Q&A, uh-huh. one of the audience members asked Lorcan Finnegan, the director, about the number nine. Oh, like, why, yeah. Why the number, the number nine repeats over and over again. Why Why the number nine? Like, is this the ninth time that that's happened to people? And then it, uh, is there going to be a ten? So the next one would be house number ten. And then he said, oh, again, not nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. He's like, no, I didn't think, the nine has nothing to do with the plot. I just like the design of it, where it's like a driveway into a house. Yeah. That ends in a loop and it just loops round and yes, round and round. And that's, a, and that's a nine. And everybody, and everybody in the went, audience were like, oh. Everyone went, oh. And it was amazing. I was like, wow. But that's like, what I mean. Like, people are always going to look for plot. Yeah. Like, what does the nine signify? And yeah, there are themes here, but he, the, the idea of him being like, oh, the nine signifies nothing. It's just the, the shape of the number nine yeah. is representative of what I'm doing, which is interesting. That's Vivarian. That's Vivarian. Second movie, two days later. Our ladies. Our ladies. Scottish schoolgirl comedy. It was a different time then, before social media and mobile phones changed everything forever. It was 1996. Some of you are going to Edinburgh for the first time today. You will carry yourselves with grace. But I must warn you, there are men there that would use and discard girls like you. Yes, Fenella? See, when you say use and discard, sister, what do you mean? <laughs> so that's the movie that I picked. Yeah, from all which the is not horror in any way. It's not even disturbing in any way. Well, uh, let, me, <laughs> let me give you a little bit of background of this. So, our ladies, mm-hmm. I watched the trailer. There was a trailer. Yeah. And what I got from it, I'm obsessed with dairy girls, girls yeah. from Ireland living in during the troubles, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this looks like a Scottish version of that. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of Scottish girls from the Highlands going on a day trip to the big city, Edinburgh. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I want to see this. I live in Scotland. I, I mean, it's... Like, I love the Highlands. I love all these small towns. How, like, how people live there. and Whatever. I was like, yes, let's go for this Scottish film. Come on, Scotland. Woo! Woo! So let's support this. And yes, we did. This is the one that was... This was the second show in. Mm-hmm. Because the premiere was on Friday with the cast yeah, and the cast director. Yeah, and we watched this on a Saturday at 1 p.m. Yeah. Packed. Full so And I believe they put on a third showing. Yes. When is International Women's Day? When is that? 8th of March. They put a third showing on for that because of the high demand of the first two showings. They've scheduled a third one. Yes. I, I want to believe the high demand might be, because it's Scottish, and it kind of, it like, 
seems like a fun movie to watch. Like, yeah. oh, I'm from Scotland, let's see, whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I forgot. Right. Okay. Well, let <laughs> oh, me give oh, no, it. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I, I remember. Sorry. So, yeah, because it's Scottish. And then, second, because maybe, um, I don't know. So you did forget again. I forgot again. Oh my god. I was looking, I thought it was a dog outside. (laughs) Right. Okay, let me give you the plot of this one. So it's 1990 (laughs) Scotland. This is ridiculous. (laughs) It's 1990 (laughs) Scotland. A group of Catholic schoolgirls get the opportunity to go into Edinburgh for a choir competition, but they are more interested in drinking, partying, and hooking up than they are winning the competition. Zella has remembered what she was going to say. I remember. Because it's based on a book, and a lot of people maybe read the book. Maybe, Like, yes. the person that was sitting next to me was saying to uh, her friends, I've read the book, like, 15 times. I'm so excited about this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, maybe we have... So the name of the book is The Sopranos, which I said to you initially was like, oh, that's cool because of the TV show. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, funny that they're choir girls and The Sopranos. The book came out way before the TV show The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. The book came out in 1998. The Sopranos TV show is like mid-2000s, I think. Okay. And I don't think that's based on anything. So I, I could be wrong, but I just thought it was funny that the name of the book is The Sopranos. But the movie is Our Ladies. Um, as Isabel says, Scottish movie about young Catholic girls going out drinking partying in Edinburgh. Out of ten? I will give it a seven. I'd probably give this one a seven as well probably would in the end give it a seven no i've got problems with it but i still think it did it make me laugh yes did it did the emotional beats hit me towards the end of the movie yes yes did i like the cast yes it's one of those movies that i'm like i kind of want to cry but i don't know why i want to cry but probably because the person next to me was crying you said she was crying a yeah lot. she was crying a lot and i'm yeah. like should i be crying but i think i, I, sh- I should cry but i don't know why but comedy drama that's what it is. So, so it's, yeah, it's, there's it's no a, creepy things here. It's uh, a zealous kind of film, <laughs> right? You you love comedy dramas. Yes, I do. do. What's wrong? No, nothing's wrong. But that's I'm just saying that's it's your type of thing. Like I saw the trailer and I was I immediately knew that you were going to be like, yeah, I want to see that one. That's the one I want to see. Or or when old people is involved, as you said. Oh, Isella loves that old old people doing things that old people shouldn't really do. <laughs> Isella Isella's there. <laughs> Finding your feed. The Marigold Hotel. Last Vegas. <laughs> yes, I love old people. Um, anyway, so we have like five, six different characters in this movie. Yeah. Quite different. So you, it's one of those kind of movies like pick your favorite. It is. It is a movie of pick your favorite. Could yeah. you pick your favorite? Yes. Who? I think it's a lesbian girl. <laughs> Spoiler. Which one? No, I'm only joking. Uh, which 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 the one? The tall, long hair. Ah, the the one that is a bit bitchy to the, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the beginning of the movie. Fanula. Yes, Fanula. Right. Okay. Oh. My favorite is a. Uh, where's her name? Yes, Fanula's a name. No, I know Fanula's a name. <laughs> and I'm telling the people that is listening. Sorry. So there's Orla. That's the main girl, essentially. That's the one that does the voiceover and sort of grounds. So everyone. Orla is a girl that suffering suffer from cancer. Yeah. So, and she just had short hair. She's really pretty, and she looks quite innocent, I will say. And she's okay. saving money for because she's gonna go to Greece at some point. They're all going to go to Greece. Oh well, yes, for, because of the singing thing. For the singing thing, so they're yeah. going to Edinburgh now, and then after that, there's another competition in Greece. Yeah. So that's Orla. Then there is, as you say, a Fanula who's a bit bitchy. Yes. And she's got her best friend Mandy. Mandy, she's blonde. I will say a little bit chubby, but quite tough. She's the yeah, she's the tough, the tough one. She's like, like don't mess up with my friends yeah. because I'm gonna smash your face in the ground. You, you have Shell or Shell, I think they pronounce it Shell, which is the girl from the island whose dad has died, and and she uh, went a little bit crazy. Yeah, when she's that maybe happened. a little bit poor, and she's really pretty. Also, I love her hair. I know Ginger. Yeah, uh, played by Rona Morrison, who I believe has been in some stuff. Apparently she was in Ready Player One. She was in Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh. There you go. Like, she's been in things. Okay. Um, And Marley Sui, I don't know how you pronounce it, who plays Kyla. Is a singer. The singer. She's the one with the better voice. Yeah, she's the strongest singer of the bunch. She's in a rock band. 
Um, if you saw Anna in the Apocalypse last year, another Scottish film, she was in that. What I like about this is it's a Scottish movie with Scottish people in it. That's what I like. Yeah. Because, for example, last year I liked Wild Rose. Oh, yeah. But Wild Rose... She's the main, Irish. The main character is Irish in real life. And her mum is um, Julie Walters, who's English. And, okay. And then if we want to try to push really, really hard to make this a horror or find a horror <laughs> bit... Okay, I know a bit. I think I know a bit you're going for. The Nun. Oh, no. That's not what I thought. The Nun is played by... Kate Dickey. Yes, she is a Scottish. She is Scottish, yeah. And she, well, is well known by me yeah. for being the mom in The Witch. She is the mother in The Witch. Probably yeah. my favorite horror movie. And she's so creepy. And that now she's going to be in a movie that is coming out this year. The, is, she's known The King? The Green Knight. The yeah, Green Knight, is. that yeah. one. The Green Knight. She was obviously in Game of Thrones as well. Yes, as the mom of the... I don't know, like 10 years old up the still... He's still... She still breastfeeds her yes, son. Pretty, what, yes. what do you call it? I can't remember her name. It's Tully. Something Tully. Is it? Yes. Okay, right. Well, we'll say that. But so she's obviously in that. She's in The Witch, as you say. She plays the mother in The Witch. She's in a lot of things. She's like... in uh, Filth, which is a Scottish film anyone's seen. She's in Prometheus, which is obviously the prequel to Alien, directed by um, Ridley Scott with Michael Fassbender, etc. Big cast in that. Like, Kate Dickey is just one of these people that that pops up and stuff. Yes. And I think is always solid. Like when she pops yes. up, I'm like, ah, good. She's she's good. She gets, she can do funny, she can do scary, she can do weird. She She's, she's just, getting the stamp of it's going to be good. Like in this movie, she's funny. Yes. Relatively. Like she's kind of toned down a bit. Like because yeah. we know she can go fucking wild. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> but in this one, she plays the nun that the girls are all going to be, you know, playing off of. Yeah. They're going to be like, when they put the sign up on the bus, like, she loves the bondage, and the, the arrow's pointing towards the yeah. nun. Kate Dickey's just asleep at that point. Like, she's <laughs> doing nothing, but she's willing to let everyone out. Like, I, if Kate Dickey's in something, usually I'm like, okay, it's going to be interesting at least. Yeah, exactly. So, so they go to Edinburgh. They go to Edinburgh, and... This is what I didn't get. Okay. They're immediately sent out. They're there for a singing competition, right? Oh, why they arrive early. It's not why they arrive early. It's that I think the movie does a bad uh, sort of plot explanation of exactly... Right, so we get to Edinburgh. Uh-huh. How long is it till the singing competition? All we know is they say, meet back here at five. And the girls at some point are like, meet at two. So we know it's before two and they've got until five. So say they've got six hours in Edinburgh. Well, let me tell you something. I was also in a part of the singing competitions when I was in school right. with the nuns and everything. Mm-hmm. Remember going to another city... And then they do like a raffle win and you're going to be your slot to sing. Mm-hmm. And then like, okay, you know what? It, you're, you're the first one. Okay. Right. And then you can leave. Right. Or you can be the last one. Be, a, be at five. That's fine. That's so, not what I was going to say though. I was going to say, so they've, say they've got six hours in Edinburgh. So yeah. even longer. Say they've got seven hours in Edinburgh, right? Give them the benefit of the doubt. The girls have got seven hours to go and do what they want. Because they say they want to go shopping and they are also like, we want to go drinking. They're underage, but it's the 90s. They're going to sneak into places. They're smoking. Nobody gives a shit, right? Yeah. The movie doesn't do a good job, in my opinion, of explaining what happens if they turn... Because we know that they're going to turn up at that singing competition either late, either drunk, either at something, right? We know something's going to go wrong, right? What what happens if that happens? Like, what is at stake here? Well, is it just that they're going to fa- that they're going to come last in the competition? But we know there's another competition in Greece at some point that they mention, but no- nobody really talks about. Yeah. So does do do okay. they have to qualify from this one to get to Greece? Yeah. Or maybe that's... if they fail this one, do they, they get punished go? by not going? It does. Yeah. It, I have no idea what the stakes are. The stakes are just they're in Edinburgh and they've got seven hours to end up back here. Right. Okay. Well, they're going to end up back there. But there's going to be an issue. But what happens when that that happens? I don't really know. Okay. Yeah. The nun. Yeah, fair enough. For example, the nun is like when she says to them, "There are men in Edinburgh who will eat you for breakfast." Right. Usually, yeah. just young schoolgirls. You think you know you're going to be in the big city. The big city is going to going to swallow you up if you let it. Yeah. Right. So be careful. And they're excited. <laughs> but they're excited by this. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But what? Like what? Like she just lets them go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, I, I, I how know much your does she believe what she's actually saying? I know. You you mean like okay, she's really strict. And but then, then she, lets them all go. And then, no, but now that you're saying that, that's true. 
she is like, okay, I'm really strict. You have to do this. You need to be like a lady, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. And then the girls are looking at the window, someone like yeah. having sex in the aisle. And the nun smiles at that. The nun sees it and, ha- and also laughs. Yes. And they're like, okay, yeah, okay. I can see the characters a little bit like, mm, so that's what I'm saying. So then, strict or so, not? Exactly. So is it strict? Is it performative strictness just for the students and for the school? But if you if the nun was left alone, she's kind of laid back and fine. Yeah. So as an audience, we don't get but that. But we don't get that. Like, yeah. For example, the nun in Dairy Girls, the main sister in Dairy oh Girls. Oh, my God. I understand that that is performative, that she is a hard line this, that, and the next thing. But she also doesn't give a fuck yes, about the rules. She doesn't care. Favorite we get none. that from minute one of Dairy Girls. And this one, I don't get it at any point. I just get it because... Because why would she let them go out? Yeah. And so I'm, But there's, there's nothing to it. She's responsible for them, basically. But Second yeah. problem I have. But that I understand this is adapting a book, so this is what happens in the book. Mm-hmm. You have four or five main girls, and then you've got a couple of girls that they don't like, and they kind of bully, and they kind of pick on, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But immediately you've got your core group that we're supposed to be on board with. Yeah. And they're going to the big city to get drunk, to smoke, to meet boys. Boom. Right? Yeah. We They split them up immediately. Thingy Kyla wants to go and buy CDs. Orla wants to go and buy boots. Uh, and a couple of them want to just go and, go and drink. And boom, they are now fractured into like three mini groups. And we just get the mini adventures of these people before bringing them back to get the, the last hurrah in Edinburgh, before mm-hmm. we go to the choir to get the last joke of the choir, before mm-hmm. we go back to Fort William, and there's a huge, there's like 30 minutes in Fort William well, then. Well, what I, you know, maybe I'm seeing from another point of view, I'm just seeing like, because now they're thinking about what am I going to do with my life? See, they show one girl that is pregnant and is no like going to school anymore. Right. So trying to settle, like settle her life in the small town in the highlands, whatever. So I think like now they start thinking, what am I going to do with my life? And then, yes, they've been together from like all these years, but mm-hmm. it's time to do our own stuff. Right. And that's what start discovering themselves. I think it's more like this trip is also going to put them together or separate them or find themselves. Okay, fine. But I don't think the movie portrays those stakes that well. Okay. It just splits them up. There's no real argument. The argument occurs back in Fort William. Okay, The yeah, final yeah. big... The, but then that is whatever, right? Second of all, I think the movie, and I like this about the movie, isn't so much about the hopes and dreams of young girls. The movie is about young girls who know what path they're on. They know their life is council estate houses, early pregnancy. None of them are like, because they think, Kay, the rich one, of course you're going to get to uni. You're getting out of here. Yeah. The rest of us, this is what we've got to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to care all that much. Like she says to Finula, you could get into university if you want to. And she goes, I know I could, but she's not interested. Like, this is my path I'm on and that's it. Edinburgh Edinburgh's not a realistic destination for me. Fort William is. Council yeah. Estate with Sky TV. Dickie Dickinson. The boy that Dick, everybody Dick, shagged. Dickie Dickinson. Right? Amazing that's, name. That's, that's, that's our life. That's the four of our lives. Yeah. And Kay, the rich one who they don't like at first anyway. She will go to university. You're going to go to university. You're going to go and tour the world, right? So I, at the movie, to me, then I'm like, I don't really get what their hopes and dreams are. I still like the four of them together. Yeah. And apart, like they're entertaining enough and there's enough jokes to it's paper really over the cracks. It is funny. The dialogue is funny. Well, if you if if I have to add something a problem, I will say uh, the Scottish la- slangs. I know a few ones. Like mm-hmm. I was watching like ball bags. Ball bag, yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, and they say like three times. And I was like, eh, I was laughing only because I know it. Right. But then they mentioned another one that I was like, Oh, I don't know. I was like, what? But And I heard people laughing. I was like, are they saying something that I don't know? That is a Scottish or something that is a British thing? I think I needed subtitles in some parts. Okay. Not in the whole movie. Right. I understood everything perfectly and what they wanted, but there were some slangs that I believe they were slangs. And I was like... What what the, she means with that? What 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 the word means? I don't know. There were a few where I forgot to tell you. I didn't poke you or anything. But there were a few things yeah. that I think uh, is for Scottish people. Maybe. Or or I maybe mean, at least for English speaker people. Maybe. Um. The and the other the other thing as well is when 
three of them end up back at the flat of Jimmy and I can't remember the other guy. The two older men that pick them up in the bar. Yeah. Now that should be played as creepy, obviously, first of all, right? Well, I mean, but it's the 90s. I know it's the time. 90s, right? But it's it's two older men yes. picking up schoolgirls and they know they yeah. are schoolgirls, right? And they take them back to the flat to have alcohol, whatever. Okay, at first of all, I'm like, this should be played as creepier and more dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. But then I've read a couple of reviews which have said, like, it's interesting, to, like, the movie's playing the idea of, like, these are grown men who are aware that they're with schoolgirls, don't care about the rape cushion, but the schoolgirls hold all the cards. Yeah. Like, they're not wanting to sleep with them, they'll drink their beer, and they'll watch the video or whatever, but they're not going to sleep with them. They keep taking the piss out of them, yeah. right? So they're essentially in charge of the, 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 situation. the situation, which is fine, right? Okay, good. But there's no peaks and troughs of any drama. Like, the movie exists at, at a point, and it just carries on at that point. It's kind of like the criticism of Joker is that it's one note. I would say this is a similar thing. As you get a level of comedy drama, and it stays there. Okay. Because then the big fight in Fort William, I don't really think it's that big a fight. And then I think, oh, this is going to be resolved. And boom, five minutes later, it's resolved. Okay, so, yes. So, just to let them know what's going on, because we're talking about different parts no I know so the, the banter in the city Comes happens they a few of them got laid without uniforms and the nanny's super mad go back to Fort, Fort Williams. Williams to the small town well it's not it's a, it's a town it's a town Fort, Fort Williams is a small town okay yeah, it's it a, small a small town, town. so they go back to Fort William and they're like okay it seems like we're gonna get spilled expelled yeah from school yeah so listen to the rest of the night mm-hmm. and again um and that's where they have their big, like, three of them have sexual encounters. Yes. One of them, not regrets it, but it's just like, I just did it because I fuck it, I could. One of them is like, I think I, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, she pays him to come up from Edinburgh and he does. That's and the so other funny. one, and the other one is uh, a coming out experience. Yes. Like, I, I'm secretly a lesbian and she has that experience. And then the other two just have fucking drinking fun, right? Yeah. Because why the hell not? But... That, like, I care more about that Fort William 25 minutes than I do everything in Edinburgh. Yeah, like the 45 minutes you had in Edinburgh. Yeah. I, th- I think it's Fair better. Enough. But the thing that I say, like, it sounds like I hate this movie. It did make me laugh from beginning to end. Yes. Like, every time really they funny. talk, there's usually a joke and it's funny. Yes. It is funny. I just don't think it really goes anywhere. And I think this movie... And that might be a thing of the idea of, like, the girls are stuck in a, a rut and they're stuck in this place and so it's not going to go anywhere. Like, they get to Edinburgh and they don't even consider dreaming about it, which most movies would be like, oh, the big city, this is it. But they know they're going back to Fort William and that's it. So maybe that's a thing, but it just doesn't play cinematically, I think. You know what? I, I just want to see... I don't know if you've been reading more reviews than mm. me. Well, I've read I, two reviews of this Oh, well, I read a tweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um... I will be really interested to know. Imagine because I saw when the movie starts is Sony International Distribution or something yeah, like that, and Sony I'm like, pictures, yeah. oh, I wonder if that's gonna be showing in the states and what the people is gonna think about this movie if they're gonna think it's too rude because they use <laughs> really strong language. It's not. It's, don't think you're gonna be able to take your 15, 16 years old girl to watch this movie. No, they really? talk about. It, it, it's a See, really strong language. But that was the thing I said to you when it first came out. Was I was like, I didn't think it was riotous enough. Oh, three of them have uh, sexual experiences. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> so it was too like oh too raw. <laughs> Seriously, maybe my Catholic side is maybe. like uh, talking here, but I thought it was really explicit and like. The words they use, like a proper, like a wanker, the semen and all that. And then, like, they talk about semen a lot. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I, I was talking about Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera's fight on that age. Yeah, but maybe that's just because, you know, you never see teenage girls talking about sex in the same way that you see teenage boys do on movies. Maybe, you never really but, see uh, it. But I, so maybe that's I'm telling difference. you right now, yeah. at that age, I didn't used to talk about that. We used to talk about like... Oh, look at my pencil box. I have more Christina Aguilera than Britney Spears cuttings in there. You like, sounded like you're 12. Exactly. They're like 16 like, in this movie. But 16 is still too young to, like <laughs> for the way they talk. No, it's not. It oh is too God. young. For, it is too young for like, like they don't have an idea. Yes, I agree with you, right? They're young. They don't quite get it. But 
16 is common enough for them to want to go out and drink no, and yes, want to go and smoke. But they talk about bondage. I want it from behind the semen. And I'm like, what are they? What? Like, what? I, th- I, I think I, that's common for 16-year-olds. Oh, I, th- I think it's not. There you go. Gisela being um, really, like, Because they're on the cusp of proper adulthood. And they want to get there before all their friends. They don't want to be the last one to get there. I don't know. You don't want to be the last person to grow up. And then it's also, what what year is 96? This is 1996, it's set. Like, no, I I don't think you talk about those things at that time. No, I'd say they talk about it more than they do now. Because now everything's infantilized on, like, Twitter and whatever. I I don't don't know. know. Well... It will be, it, I will really be interesting to see American audiences watching this and say like, oh, Scottish people is like that, really rude, really, like, I think that, that's the image that will give us. So you think like, it's a negative image? A little bit. It's just like, for example, when I told you, oh, this gives me the vibe of skins, uh, uh-huh. sex education, those uh, British dramas. Skin is, was, is quite raw. For what I you, used but, to have. Right. Okay, fine. But do you think Skins is a negative image? Yes. I think it's a little bit too much over. Everybody knows that it's it's it's, it's uh, exaggerated. Exaggerated. And I think this is what it is also. But that doesn't it's, it's negative. It might just mean it's more, more no, because, visual for because TV Because then you think, like, where are their parents? Like, uh, t- t- why the kids are just going out, not going to their houses nobody's worried about them and then they're like okay let's go out another party and then they haven't been in their houses for two weeks my mom will like go mental if i'm even late it's skins you're talking about yes and then the same here they don't go to their houses they're like oh let's go to your house and then uh, they don't end up going to the house they end up having like weed and drinks and things uh-huh. and another place and then in the next morning okay what are we doing okay let's go to school fuck school and they do all their thing i'm like <laughs> what like, my mom will be mortified. Yeah. That's what I think is, like, it's too much, I think. Uh, and see, I, I disagree. That, that, I wanted more. <laughs> I'm the opposite. No, I mean, you wanted more, but it's not realistic. Or I think it's putting an image that it's not. Or if it is, then you have the different, like, you can see the culture difference there. Like, how in America it's like, oh, no, that's not. Or, mm, oh, that's how British people talk. So, like... That's what I got from it. Like, it was too much. So, I would like to s- people from America to see this. Mm. Let us know what they think. So, we're both at, se- we're both at 7 out of 10. Yes. And you thought it was maybe a bit too much. And I wanted more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, why, we, but, that's but, why we make the podcast. Maybe. We'll give different Exactly. But the, but the important thing is, it is fu- it will make you laugh. Regardless of yes. the plot points or whatever. It is funny. It is funny. It has some of the funniest sex scenes I've seen in a film. The God. rosary beads. Oh, God. That's funny. The fireworks. That's funny. And it did, like, as I say, when it got to those emotional beats at the end, like the coming out and stuff like that, like, I was like, wow, this has disguised itself enough that I'm actually, I care about what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, which I didn't think I was going to, and I did. So it's not perfect. Seven out of ten for just enjoyment and laughs. That's my view on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I picked the movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I so I just um, also Gisela again first uh, talking about the colors and the palette I always look when I'm looking at a movie or when I'm looking at a TV show whatever what's in the background mm-hmm. and, oh, fuck's and I was like because they go to buy CDs yeah. to an HMV yeah. and I said to you oh there's an Adele CD there there's an Adele in CD 1996 Adele travel yeah. <laughs> back in time yeah, and the I'll, set dress, but that, but but that's nobody's going to notice that because that's out of focus. Again, but I do, and yeah, I'm I like, know. oh, it put me off a little bit, and then from then right. I start trying to notice more things in the background, okay. like the Mexican restaurant. Like uh, we went to Edinburgh a month ago, and I saw that Mexican restaurant. I wonder if it's been there since 1996. No, because there's a Harry Potter shop just two, three doors down. From exactly. It. No, I know, but so what I'm saying those is those things are li- sometimes it put they pull me off from see, that. But then I was like, okay. I need to start ignoring these things. But I like to look around to see if they have the cars, the signs, blah, blah, blah. or when they say, oh, 
this is movie is set in America, but actually filmed in Glasgow. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, let's see if I see things. Right. And if they like, I can get away with things like, oh, oh they live like a ca- Glasgow council there. Oh no, it says Philadelphia or mm-hmm. things like that. So, but I, I, I would, but that does it doesn't matter that this no, is it doesn't matter. It's just a it could thing. be it could be 2018. The only reason it's not is because they don't have social media and they don't have the phones constantly, yeah. and it needs. Well, the book was then. And they're not going to add that in. So, like, we'll just keep it in the 90s. Like, just yeah, keep yeah, it in the I 90s. Know, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference, but it's one of the things, like, oh, I'm focusing on that thing now. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah. Cool. You might think it's negative things we've been saying, but we like it. We enjoy it. We have a really good time watching this. The people there also. People loved it. Like, like I, absolutely I, I loved think it. they were, like, so into it yep. and loved it. Round of applause after, like, it finished. Mm-hmm. The woman next to me was crying, like, mm-hmm. badly. <laughs> and I, I can like, understand well, that, though. I can I can understand that. That's what I'm saying. Like, when it got to those emotional bits, like, I was like, I wasn't. it wasn't enough to make me cry. But I was like, I can get someone who's read this book, loves this story or whatever. Because yeah. it's, the book's, like, 1998 or something. So it's, like, over 20 years old. Uh, and has been waiting for this film. And it's a Scottish film with a Scottish cast to see that on screen. And, and as I say, it's about girls doing you know having their own sexuality or whatever that you don't really see that much if somebody is emotionally invested in that a hundred percent there are moments at the towards the end of this film that are going to make me yeah. cry yeah. i can understand that and we should also say as well that uh directed by michael Catton jones who apparently is a bit of a hero yeah yeah that's true call out harvey weinstein in the mid 90s so good on him there you um, go yeah but he wasn't there at our screening. None of the cast were. They were there the Friday night. We saw it Saturday. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's Glasgow Film Festival bonus episode one. Yes. The Varium, kind of nightmarish, but sci-fi thriller, not horror, but kind of. Our Ladies, comedy drama, not a horror. Yeah. Up next week, should we, should we just reveal it now? Yeah. Is Lose the Flower of Evil. Oh my God. I'm which is a horror film. Not looking forward to that one. Yeah. And... <laughs> But, yeah. We are ending with A24's Saint Maud, oh. which is a horror film. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, that'll be next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Gracias por escucharnos. Y hasta y la próxima. Hasta la próxima.